segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with Terry and our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? So uh, this week, we're going to preview um, some of um, yesterday's games, which is going to be Wednesday, and then we'll go over some pickups, and then we'll preview both uh, some of, I uh, guess, Friday's games and some of Saturday's games. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So we'll start with um, New Jersey versus uh, Buffalo. Um, this was a pretty close game. Um, New Jersey was able to touch it out in third period. We had Dougie Hamilton and Jesper Bratt in the first period for New Jersey. Tage Thompson with two goals for Buffalo in the second period. And in the third period, we had Jack Hughes and Yeager. Sharangovich for New Jersey in the third with uh, for New Jersey, yeah, with Ethan Pro for Buffalo in the third as well. And uh, I guess we'll start with you, James. What are your thoughts on New Jersey's win? Yeah, I mean, honestly, they ended a six game skid coming out of the break. Um, hopefully, they can get things turned around because this was a pretty good game they led for most of it. Um, yeah, um, honestly, like. It, it's a good game back for them. And uh, yeah, not much else to say. They're they're good players. Most of them scored, Hamilton, Hughes, Bratt, and stuff. So yeah, a really impressive win for them. Yeah, and uh, Terry, what do you think about um, Buffalo's performance? Rough, you don't expect to come out of the, this short break and put up a loss like this, even though like, you know, everyone's getting back to what they're used to doing, but um, I mean, you're hoping to beat a team like the New Jersey Devils, who are probably second last in their metropolitan division. Um, outside of this, I mean, just chalk this up as a loss and move on to the next one. Yeah, well, I guess on the bright side, it's not like they got blown out. It was just like a one goal loss. So just got to, I guess, pick themselves up and move on to the next game. And as we move on to the next game, we have the New York Rangers versus the Florida Panthers. Um, this one also was ended in the third period. Um, Panthers were able to come out on top four goals to three. Um, we had Artemi Panarin for the Rangers in the first period and Mika Zabanajad for the Rangers in the second period with Antal, Anton Lundell uh, for the Panthers in the second. And in the third period, the Panthers ended up getting three goals by Mackenzie Weaker, Carter Verhage, and Anthony DeClaire with uh, Chris Kreider for the Rangers in third. And I guess we'll start with you, Terry. What are your thoughts on the Rangers win? The Rangers win or the Rangers loss? I mean, the Rangers yeah. loss, my bad. Oh, um, yeah, it got me confused for a second. But the Rangers loss, I mean, can't really mistake this on the goalie. I believe it is second or possibly first game back from his injury. Not a thousand percent sure on that. I mean, sometimes you face like a good team and you get the win, but then unfortunately sometimes you do have to play them and you get the loss. Uh, can't really say that much out of it. I mean, your key guys like Chris Carter got tip in in the third period because the Benajad had a nice wrist shot off of Temi Panarin's assist. I mean, everything went fine. It's just that unfortunately like one goal 
does uh gets by the goalie and this was the mistake that got them well and they ain't got much else you can say about it. And I guess uh James, what are your thoughts on Florida's win? Yeah, honestly it's a good win for them. They had been losing quite a bit uh, heading into the pause and then uh it seems like a lot of their team got healthy. They got them back and they're at home. I think they have one of the best home records in the league. And yeah, they just played really well. A lot of their main players got on the board, obviously. Uh, yeah, uh, Carter Behage had a, a solid game as well. Um, just, just a few guys there that, that really played well, including their goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky. So yeah, solid win for the Panthers. And they beat a Rangers team who got their goalie, Shesterkin, back. So yeah, um, they, they beat a pretty much healthy Rangers team as well. So good on the Panthers. Yeah, very impressive win by Florida. And moving on to another solid win, we have um, the Washington Wizards um, beating Nashville Predators 5-3. to three. Uh, They had three goals in the first period by Lars Eller, John Carlson, and Dowd. And in the second period, um, the Predators had three goals of their own with Yakov Tremin, Luke Kunin, and Philip Borgberg. And in the third period, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Carl Yellen were able to get um, two more goals for Washington. Uh, we'll start with James. Um, what do you think about Washington's win? Yeah, I think you meant Washington Capitals, but I definitely uh, understood what you were saying. Um, yeah, honestly, Washington, they've been solid. Uh, th- three quick goals to start the game. The only period I would say they weren't solid was the second period where they allowed Nashville to come back. But then in the third period, they just sort of put the game away, uh, which is good. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the pause sort of hurt Nashville's momentum. They had a, like a seven game winning streak heading into it. So I think this was beneficial for Washington. They um, were able to just come in, win the game at home. And yeah, they're one of the best teams in the East right now. So good on Washington. And Terry, what are your thoughts on Nashville's performance? Uh, Nashville sometimes, well, as uh, James said, the break kind of put some rust on this team's wheels and unfortunately that was the case here. I mean, as James was saying, they were on a winning streak probably from the late start of November, give or take like that. Um, hopefully they just knock the rust off and they can chalk up another win after this capital's loss. That's all I guess to For sure. And I guess moving on to the next game, we have um, Edmonton Oilers versus the St. Louis Blues. Um, pretty solid win for the Blues. They were able to beat the Oilers 4-2. Um, two, two goals in the first period by St. Louis in the first, but Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo uh, and Leon Dreisaitl for Edmonton in the first as well. And in the second period, we had Evan Bouchard for the Oilers and Vladimir Tarasenko for the Blues and Brandon sat for the Oilers in the third period to get the fourth goal of the game for the Blues. And we'll start with you, Terry. What do you think about the Blues win? Uh, this is a win you need, especially in a, I would say, tightly held central division in the Western Conference. Um, this win does put them at the first spot in that central division as the Wild are a point back, and that puts the Predators two points back. Outside of that, I mean, a win's a win. You'll take it against the lowest teams up until the highest teams. It doesn't matter if you're not ready. Uh, the Blues came prepared and ready to play, and that's pretty much it. And I guess, James, uh, the Oilers, they've been, they haven't really been playing, I guess, 
to their potential though what are your thoughts yeah honestly i wouldn't worry too much here i think uh the Oilers just got Mike Smith back from injury. It was his first game uh, in net. So uh, maybe there was a little bit of rust there. Um, yeah, I think in terms of scoring, yeah, they need their their scoring depth. I, I feel like their top line always seems to be scoring, but they don't have like that, that scoring depth to be able to, you know, close out games. So I think that's probably my only concern with the Oilers. I think the rest is okay. They just need to just rebound from this game. Yeah, I guess the common theme is a lot of teams are rusty, so they're going to have to shake things off. So hopefully there's more consistency in the schedule, I guess, coming forward. But I guess moving on to the next game, we have um, an overtime game. Uh, I guess the Philadelphia Flyers are able to beat Seattle in overtime 3-2. to two. Um, We have James Van Ryan, Ryan or Reemsdijk for uh, Philadelphia in the first period and Yanni Gord for Seattle in the first. Uh, no goals in the second period, but we had Jeremy uh, Lazan for Seattle in the third and J- James Van Riemsdyk for Philadelphia in the third as well. And in overtime, we had Ivan Provorov for Philadelphia and they were able to clutch the game out. So I guess, James, what do you think about this win by Philadelphia? Yeah, it's good to see them coming out after the, the pause and sort of, uh, you know, getting back on track. They kind of slipped up a little bit. They've been losing a lot of games in late November, early December. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, this could be a chance for the Flyers to move in the right direction. Um, obviously, you'd probably like to see scoring from more players other than Van Reems, Dyke, and Giroux. I believe both of them had two points in this game. Uh, hopefully the scoring can spread out a little bit. And hopefully they get Carter Hart back. I think he went on the COVID list. But I guess other than that, good win for the Flyers. And Terry, what are your thoughts on Seattle's performance? I mean, there's not that much to expect, especially from an expansion team like Seattle. Uh, the best you can say from a loss like this is you pushed, a, I would say, more physical team in the NHL to the limit. And they held them to, I would say, you know, they limited their first line capability down in Philadelphia as well as the fact that um you had to rely on a I wouldn't say a defensive defenseman in Ivan Provorov but you know I really don't know what I'm trying to say on this one but uh <laughs> straight up good for them just keep pushing every single team you run into in the NHL to their limit and hopefully they can you know not be a bottom feeder team from this year going into next year and that's all I gotta say I mean, as long as they're not getting blow, blown out like 4-0 four, multiple games or getting 3-1s multiple games, I consider that um, a good performance by the Kraken. They're pushing games to overtime. That's something that you want to see from expansion teams. So definitely a good sign. And speaking of a good sign, we have the Canucks getting a win over a pretty solid Ducks team in overtime as well. They were able to push this game out 2-1. to one. Um, We have Sam Carrick. Uh, for Anaheim in the first period. No goals in the second, but Tanner Pearson was able to um, get a goal in the third period for Vancouver. And then JT Miller was able to clutch the game out with a goal in overtime. So, uh, Terry, what do you think about um, Vancouver's win? I mean, just increasing the winning streak from or prior to the break. Uh, Good job for the Canucks for not having any rust, especially against the 
top tier team in the Pacific Division like the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you got to win these games against your division rivals. Can't really say that much else after that. Uh, I forgot the head coach's name. You guys probably know him because you're the regulars on the show, uh, Barbecue Bruce or whatever you guys call him over here. Seven game win streak for the Canucks. They're probably what? I would say four points back of the Oilers right now. So it is a surprise. And outside of that, I mean, let's move on to the next one. For sure. And uh, James, what do you think about um, Anaheim? Yeah, they got beat by their old head coach, Barbecue Bruce. So, uh, yeah, it was a Bruce Boudreaux revenge game and Canucks got it done. But um, Anaheim, like, honestly, they played well, like, defensively. Just their offense wasn't really here to show. Um, I know they've had a lot of injuries. They might have some guys out for COVID as well. I'm not too sure because they looked like they weren't as deep this game. So, um, honestly, the only thing I have to say about that is that, um, yeah, maybe they just got to get some of their players back. But uh, I wouldn't be too worried about this Ducks team. They played pretty well uh, so far this season. For sure. And uh, because a bunch of games got postponed, this is going to be, I guess, the end of the, the recap. I think Chicago, Winnipeg got postponed, and so did Pittsburgh, Toronto, Boston, Ottawa, Detroit, uh, the Islanders, and Dallas and Colorado. Um, so I guess that's going to be it for um, the recap. I guess just to go over some games that are going on. Um, Florida is having a really dominant performance against Tampa Bay, 6-2 in the third, really impressive. Um, Carolina is up 3-0 against Montreal. Uh, Nashville is beating Columbus 3-2, and uh, the Islanders are beating the Buff- Buffalo Sabres 3-1. So yeah, moving on to the pickups, I guess we can start with forwards. And uh, we'll start with you, Terry. Um, who are some forwards that people could take a look at? Uh, first guy I got on mind is Jordan Eberle, 35% owned on Yahoo Sports League's Seattle Kraken player. Come to plus minus with this pickup, boys. I mean, as a Kraken player, you're going to be one of those bottom feeder teams in the league this year. And I mean, honestly, Jordan Eberle is on power play one as well as line one for this young Kraken team. Plus, everyone's coming back from the short break. So let's see what happens, you know, when it comes to uh, if he can rack it up quickly or if he's going to slow down. Honestly, it's going to be a, you know, test the waters type of pickup and see if he's, you know, any good. Next guy I got in mind is Nico Heischer, center for the New Jersey Devils, 23% owned center on Yahoo Sports Leagues. Uh, first line center with guys like Jess Berry, Bodquist, and Pavel Zakara. Uh, forgive me if I butcher those names, but he is also on power play one or is scheduled to be on power play one with guys like Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, and his line mates. And my final guy is Robert Thomas, 24% owned center and right winger eligible for the St. Louis Blues. Um, I believe he's on line two, if anything, when it comes to the St. Louis Blues team. Not a thousand percent sure. If he is, I mean, he's beside guys like Vladimir Tarasenko and Jordan Carew. And he is on power play one as well with guys like, I mean, not power play one, power play two, my apologies, with Brandon Sad, Logan Brown, Colton Perico, and Scott Peru. Uh, you know what I'm about to say, hockey expert. 
But outside of that, those are my hockey pickups this week for forwards. All right. And uh, James, who do you got for forwards? Yeah, so for forwards, I'll start with Nashville forward Tanner Janot. He plays left and right wing in fantasy. He's around 35% rostered. Honestly, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I guess heading into the break on uh, the two games before, uh, he had three points. He was a plus three, two power play points, seven shots, and nine hits across those two games. So really solid. Uh, and then coming out of the break, one assist in the first game to go with five hits and a shot. And then again, in the game he's currently playing right now, two shots and three hits. So, I mean, this guy is contributing in key categories. So uh, if you need good category coverage, pick up, go pick up Tanner Janot. And then I also have um, Alex Tuck from the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, he's around 35% rostered as well. Uh, in his first game back, uh, one assist, plus one, four hits. I mean, this guy... Um, he's just going to cover categories. He's probably one of the better players you can get from the Buffalo Sabres. Um, so honest, honestly, like just go pick him up, um, throw him at the end of your bench. Uh, he's both wing uh, eligibility, so a uh, really solid pick up there. And then I got like a deep league dart throw, um, Igor uh, Sharangovich. Uh, he sort of had a rough start to the year compared to his rookie year last year. We started to get things going. So if you're in a really deep league and you sort of want a guy that could get potential playing time with guys like uh, Jack Hughes and, and other young talent on this Buffalo or on uh, not Buffalo on this uh, New Jersey roster. Um, definitely go pick him up uh, in his last game. He had a, a goal, an assist. He was plus three. He had four shots. So, I mean, it's looked pretty solid. Definitely monitor him going forward, even going into the break. I think his last game, he had an assist there as well. So, um, that, that's a, a really deep dive uh, to get a guy like uh, Igor Sharangovich, and it, it could pay off for you. Yeah, sounds good. And I guess for um, some centers that I think you could take a look at, um, I'll start with, I guess, Tage Thompson. I think Tage Thompson is um, in the Buffalo Sabres right now. Um, he's eligible for both center, left wing, and right wing. Um, he gets plenty of ice time. He's about 27% rostered, so he should be available in most leagues. Um, he has 12 goals, 8 assists, 96 shots. Unfortunately, he is minus 4 because um, the Buffaloes haven't been, Buffalo Sabres haven't been doing too well right now, but I think that the rest of his stats should make up for it if you're already pretty far ahead in plus minus and I guess the next guy I think you could take a look at would be um, Garnet Hathaway for um, the Washington Capitals. He's about 23% um, rostered so again very high availability. Um, seven goals, three assists. He's plus nine with 58 shots so really good category coverage all around especially in deep leagues and I guess the last guy you can maybe take a look at would be Alex Diafalo for um, the LA Kings. It's about 32% rostered with 10 goals, 10 assists. He's plus five with 89 shots. So if he keeps playing like this, he will probably um, climb really high in terms of ownership. So I feel like he might be someone that you might want to um, take now before he gets, I guess, 50% um, rostered. So that's about it for forwards. So we'll move on to defense. And Terry, who you got? Well, for defenseman, first off, let me go with Matt Roy. 
21% owned defenseman on the LA Kings. He's currently second pairing for the LA team as well as on LD killing unit. So expect him to get a couple block shots if you do need it in those, as the hockey expert would say, banger type of leagues. Outside of that, I mean, first game back from the break, he already has an assist with the one plus on the plus minus side of the uh, category. Didn't have any power play points as he did get taken off because of Drew Dowdy coming back to the lineup. Had four shots on goals with two hits. And even in the past month, uh, eight assists plus eight, 32 shots on goal with 21 hits. Uh, just keep an eye on him, see where he starts to mix and match with guys like Mikey Anderson, Drew Doughty, and Christian Woolian on that top four and see what you can do with that. Adam Bogquist, on the other hand, is my second pickup, and he is going to be a little bit more of a deeper uh, pickup, 9% owned on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, he is coming back from an upper body injury. He was on the first pair in Columbus prior to the injury, so hopefully he finds his way back onto that first pairing. Uh, Bodquist is currently listed as the second uh, second defensive pairing defenseman, if that makes any sense, as well as he's on power play two with, I believe, guys like Cole Sillinger, Max Domi, Gustav Nyquist. So just monitor his status with the Blue Jackets and see if he eventually rises up back into his line one or first pairing role. For sure. And uh, James, who do you got for defense? All right, so I'll start with uh, Rasmus Anderson. Uh, he's around 35% roster in Yahoo leagues, plays for the Calgary Flames. Um, I believe he had, like, uh, going into the break, he had, like, four points in his, like, previous five games. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's just really solid. I believe he plays on the top power play unit as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you need a decent defenseman, maybe your fourth or fifth guy on your lineup, go pick up Rasmus Anderson. Should be really solid. Um, I also have Alex Goligoski from the Minnesota Wild. He's around 40% rostered as well. Uh, he's been playing pretty solid. I think in his last three games, he has an assist in every game. Uh, he's been plus one over that span. He's had two shots and he's had five hits. So good category coverage. He's a decent pickup. You can just throw him at the end of your bench. If you put him in, he's going to get you points. So, yeah, um, go grab Goligoski as well. For sure. And I guess I got a couple of guys that maybe people could take a look at for defense. I'll start with Dmitry uh, Kulikov for Minnesota. It's about 1% rostered, so he's more of a deep league pickup, but he gets a decent amount of ice time, especially for a deep league player. He has about three goals, 10 assists, 20 shots, and he's about plus six for the season so far. So pretty decent um, category coverage for a deep league defenseman. Goals are a little bit low, but I think everything else is pretty decent. And I guess moving on to the next defenseman, I have um, had this Lindholm for Anaheim. Uh, he's about 15% rostered, so another deep league pick. Um, it's about, he's got about uh, five goals, nine assists. He's plus eight with 72 shots. So, again, pretty decent category coverage for a deep league defenseman. And I guess we'll move on to goalies and we'll start with you, Terry. Um, who you got for goalie? First and probably the only guy I have in mind right now, especially since everyone's coming back from the break. So, not a southern, 
not a thousand percent sure who's still on protocols and who's not. I gotta go with Uko Pekka Lukanonin. Forgive me if I butchered that as always. Buffalo Sabre goalie, 25% owned on the Iowa Sports Leagues. I mean, this guy's the only quality goalie left down in Buffalo with, I believe, their other starter down in protocols or with the injury, not a thousand percent sure on that. He's getting majority, if not all the starts for the Sabres right now currently. And having mentioned that, he is an interesting pickup if you are in Dynasty Leagues. Back to you, Nathan. All right. And uh, James, who do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Tuka Rask again. And I mean, because uh, we've got some new news on him. Uh, he's been practicing with the Bruins. Uh, it looks like he's going to be ready to start in the next few weeks. So uh, if you went and picked him up last week, then you can just pretty much keep him stashed up. Um, and yeah, they're, they're going to sign him to a contract as soon as they can. And it looks like Rask could be back in net for the Bruins, potentially as their starter. So yeah, um, definitely a solid ad. He's only around 30% rostered. So he's available in 70% of leagues. So if you need a goalie to stash, just go grab him. He should be pretty solid when he comes back. Yeah, Cooper Rask seems like a really good ad, especially since he's only 30% rostered. I feel like that's probably going to gonna climb in like the next couple of days. For sure. And I guess maybe one more yeah. guy that people could maybe take a look at might be, I guess, for me, it'd be Charlie Lindgren. I think he's in St. Louis. He's has about five wins so far, and his goals against average is 1.22, and his save percent is 0.958. So really good for um, a goalie. I think he is mainly going to be a deep league goalie, though, because he doesn't get starts all the time. But uh, whenever he gets starts, he seems to get wins. So I feel like he's a good backup goalie to have, especially in deep leagues. And uh, that about concludes the pickups portion of the podcast. So I guess we can move on to previews. And we'll start with, um, I guess, Friday's games. And we'll start with uh, Edmonton versus New Jersey. Uh, We'll start with you, Terry. Who do you think takes this? Gotta go with Edmonton on this one. I mean, they just knocked off the rust on their last outing with the Blues. So I'm assuming they go and get this win on New Year's Eve against the New Jersey Devils. I mean, you don't want to end out the year with an L against a team like this. So I feel like they're going to go all in and get that W. All right. And James, what do you think? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that Terry said. You pretty much said exactly what I was going to say. So I'll say what he normally says. Edmonton Oilers, next question. (laughs) All right. And next question we now have Anaheim Ducks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, James, we'll start with you. Who do you think takes this? Uh, Yeah, uh, this is going to be interesting. Um, Vegas, they came out of the, the break and they played pretty well. Uh, the Ducks, they lost a close one to the Vancouver, uh, the surging Vancouver team. Uh, this one could honestly go either way. Might lean with Vegas because they're at home um, and they seem to be getting more healthy. So, um, yeah, right now I would lean with Vegas. All right. And Terry, what do you think? I honestly have a feeling that the Ducks might keep this low scoring. I'm not a thousand percent sure if that's going to be true or not. But as James did say, the Golden Knights are getting a little bit more healthier every single day. Um, outside of that, I feel like the Golden Knights do win this, even though the Ducks might keep this low scoring. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have 
uh, the New York Rangers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Terry, do you think the Tampa Bay Lightning will take this? I would if they were a little bit healthy. Um, I heard this game, well, currently right now, on Thursday, December 30th, they are losing three to eight against the Florida Panthers currently. And that means they're going to have to play a back-to-back -back against a, I would say, a, not a good, but like a decently, not decent, that's considered disrespectful, a great Rangers team currently, especially with the fact that they do get their franchise goalie back in net. Um, give me the Rangers on this. All right. And James, what do you think? Honestly, you just got to monitor the goaltending situations for this. I mean, if Tampa Bay gets Vasilevsky back, they're pretty much a no-brainer pick here at home. But if he's not playing, I would definitely side with the Rangers, getting a lot of value there. Some places it's like plus 130 uh, for the Rangers. So if you like the Rangers, definitely take them now. Because, um, yeah, um, it, it is possible that Vasilevsky doesn't play and then the line sort of flips. But, yeah, if Vasilevsky's in that, give me Tampa Bay. But um, assuming he's still in the protocol, I'm going to go with the Rangers as well. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have an interesting one, Washington Capitals versus Detroit Red Wings. Um, we'll go to you, Terry. Do you think that Detroit can take this game from Washington? If, and I mean if, they are playing at home, I would give it to the Red Wings. But I can't think if they're at home or on the road right now. So let me just go with the better team in the standings. Let me go with the Capitals here. All right. And James, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, this game can go either way. I think Detroit is at home, so I might lean with them just because they have been good at home, assuming like most of their team is, is you know, back and playing. Yeah, I think you definitely can go with the Red Wings here. Uh, the next three games, I think Pittsburgh, uh, Ottawa, Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg and Calgary have been postponed. So we'll take a look at some of um, January 1st games, uh, pretty decent slate here. We'll start with um, Buffalo Sabres versus the Boston Bruins. And we'll go right back to you, James. Uh, who do you think takes this? Yeah, I think you have to go with Boston here. They should definitely be playing better coming out of their break um and yeah we we saw buffalo really hasn't been playing up to that level they had earlier in the year so i'll go with boston here all right and uh terry who do you think takes this give me boston for some reason i just don't trust the sabers right now coming out of the break uh boston feels like a more talented team just giving me the bad boy bruins and moving on to the next game, we have Montreal Canadiens versus the Florida Panthers. Um, Terry, who do you think takes this? We don't need to discuss this on Panthers. Next question. All right. And I guess you can say the same thing, James. Yeah, I mean, they have one of the best home records in the league. So I think it's pretty safe to go with them in this game. All right. And on to the next game, we have Carolina Hurricanes versus Columbus. Um We'll go by, back to you, Terry. Uh, who do you think takes this? It depends if the Hurricanes get their starting goalies back. As of right now, I believe Antti Ranta is their starting goalie as of tonight's game on Thursday. So if they do get Frederick Anderson or whoever their backup was, I'm not 1,000% sure. 
uh, give me hurricanes. If not, I don't want to say blue jackets. Still give me hurricanes though. All right, and uh, James, what do you think? Yeah, hurricane should be a a safe play here. I feel like Columbus. I think they're gonna be. Yeah, they're playing Thursday, so they will have enough rest. But yeah, this Hurricanes team is definitely a lot better. So I think I will go with Carolina here. All right. And moving on to the next game, we have Chicago versus the National Predators. Uh, James, who do you think takes this game? Well, this is tough. Uh, I think this game could honestly go either way. Might slightly lean Nashville because they're at home. They'll probably check the scripts the starting goalies beforehand and the lineups because there's always players in and out of the lineup at this point. Chicago might have a lot of people on the COVID list as well. So I might lean with Nashville. All right. And Terry, who do you think takes this? I want to go with team higher in the standings girl with the Predators on this. Chicago's just, yeah, the Blackhawks have been just disappointing this year. I mean, 11, 15, and 4 with all their acquisitions this offseason. I want to go with the team higher in the standings as always. All right, and uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Edmonton Oilers versus the New York Islanders. Um, Terry, do you think the Oilers can beat the Islanders? Of course, of course, of course. All right, and uh, James, what do you think? Honestly, uh, that game could go either way considering the Islanders are trying to bounce back from their recent slumps. I will slightly lean with the Oilers just because uh, they could get momentum going against New Jersey and then again against the Islanders. So, yeah, I'll slightly lean with the Oilers as well. All right. And moving on to St. Louis versus Minnesota. Uh, James, who do you think takes this? Yeah, this is the Winter Classic. This is the outdoor game. It's supposed to be negative 21 Fahrenheit or something. It's going to be insanely cold. Um, yeah, honestly, I think Minnesota should be able to take it just because they're going to be in front of the home crowd. Although St. Louis has played very well. Like, this is a team you'd expect, uh, you know, to win uh, in Minnesota. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll just slightly lean with the Wild. Yeah, I think minus 20 Fahrenheit is like about minus 40 or minus 50 Celsius. So, yeah, that's very cold, very typical of um, the Midwest and the prairie areas. So, I guess, Terry, who do you think takes this? Last time I checked, St. Louis, Missouri is located a little bit south in the United States. So, I got to give it to the boys up north. I got to give it to the Minnesota Wild on this one. Uh, the team that's used to playing in the cold should get this win here. For sure. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Ottawa Senators versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, we'll start with you, James, again. Do you think the Leafs can take this? Honestly, you just got to check all of the COVID lists at this point, because I think the Leafs had like 13 players on at one point. Uh, so if they're missing that many players, I could honestly see myself taking Ottawa here. But uh, if everyone's back for Toronto, definitely they'll get the win at home. All right. And uh, Terry, who do you think takes this? Yeah, I got to agree with James on this one. If Toronto does have that many players on COVID or on injury, depending on what the situation is for them, you might have to lean Ottawa in this situation. But as we always say, just check the injury reports, check the protocol listings prior to game time, and hopefully you choose the right 
option when it comes to your pick em. All right. And uh, moving on to the next game, we have Vancouver uh, versus Seattle. Terry, who do you think takes this? I'll go with Barbecue Bruce at this rate. I mean, seven-game win streak, something like that. You're going against uh, Seattle Kraken. They're not the best team expansion-wise, or that could be the Thrashers. I don't know anymore. Um, yeah, just give me the Vancouver Canucks here. They're going to beat the Kraken the first day of the new year and move on to the next one. Eight-game winning streak, nine-game winning streak. Who knows? All right. And uh, James, what do, you, what do you think? I think you have to keep rolling with the Canucks at this point on, until things sort of fall off a little bit. Uh, they're one of the hottest teams right now, and Seattle's one of the coldest teams right now. So I think you just got to go back to the well with Vancouver. All right. And uh, moving on to the last game on the slate, we have Philadelphia Flyers versus the LA Kings. Uh, James, who do you think takes this? Yeah, this is one of these coin flip games. Honestly, you just probably take a look at who's playing in net and you probably go with them. Might lean slightly with the Kings at home, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers got top set here. All right. And Terry, what do you think? For some reason, I want to go with the Flyers on this. I mean, Martin Jones hasn't been that bad in net for the Philadelphia Flyers, even though they just played a Kraken and it wasn't that bad of an outing. He, He made those tremendous saves once in a while, but then he always made those uh, textbook saves as well. Outside of that, I mean, I feel like a physical team like the Flyers should have an easy time against this LA Kings team, but I might be mistaken. I ain't talking expert here. All right. And uh, that about concludes um, everything NHL. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? Okay, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say nothing has really changed much from last week. There's pretty much been no hockey between episodes. So I think that's pretty much it for me. I don't know about you, Terry. Sucks. I mean, I wanted to watch the World Juniors and then, like, they cancel on the third day. It's rough. I mean, COVID has a stranglehold on NHL and the IIHF right now. Can't really say that much else after that. I mean, hopefully the World Juniors does get rescheduled into, like, June or July. Because some of these kids want to play for their country. And, I mean, it's probably going to be the last time we see a couple of the guys, whether it be Perfetti or the goalie for Russia or whoever. Outside of that, I mean, Nathan, I don't know if you got anything, but say what you got to say. Well, this has been going on from the next man up league to the we don't know what the schedule is league. So, I mean, hopefully there'll be a little bit more consistency. And that's pretty much all for me. And uh, that concludes the podcast. So if you liked what you watched, you can hit the subscribe button and hit the bell for notifications. Uh, If you like what you listen to, you can follow us on Spotify, Google, and Apple Music. And if you need sports picks, follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week.